You're listening to a Roddenberry podcast. The Trek Files, Season 10, Episode 15. Meeting with Wives, Roddenberry, Patterson, Taylor, and Abel. March 28, 1978. Welcome to The Trek Files, a look into the archives of Roddenberry Entertainment from the personal files of Gene Roddenberry. And now your host, Dr. Trek, Larry Nemechek. Well, welcome back, Star Trek fans. Hey, all you Star Trek historians, I know you're our core audience. Hey, listen, no, you canonistas, I say that lovingly, you tech heads, everybody is going to love this week's episode. Well, I hope you love them all, but this one's going to be right down your alley. You know what? Did you hear that title? We're No, we are not investigating a little-known law firm. We're looking at some meeting minutes from another time in history uh, related to Star Trek. A very interesting time. Well, they all are, but um, transitional to be sure. Look, you know what to do. Check out the document of the week. I'm talking about it here. It's over at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Trek Files. Uh, that is where we always have our documents. You want to take a look there. Now, I'm back with this week's special guest in just a second. Meantime, here is an audio sample from our document of the week. But then hang on and we'll be right back. What would happen if Viger's computer bank with total information of Earth short-circuited? With partial information, what would be V'ger's view? Because it's a machine, it would act efficiently, and inefficiency is evil, which is a human view, not necessarily a machine's. Human organization is inefficient, but V'ger would define its own efficiency, and when it decides to do something, it does it in a microsecond. The story wants to grow out of a record of human history, concentrate on what's missing or what's there, V'ger is building a story on faulty information. It is being human. It builds a whole castle on wrong information. All right, Trekophiles, all of you spelled with an F, yes. Um, here we are. We're back in early 1978. <laughs> yes, we're at the, the the very early dawn of the story that would become the motion picture, as of motion picture. Uh, apparently, we're right in the middle of the big comma crisis of 1978. And uh, no, this is a fascinating snapshot, again, of what we know to come. And it's a saga. Star Trek and fandom and the production's relationship with V'ger is one that seems to be never-ending. And when I think of it that way, who better to have as our guest to look at this memo then, hey, he was the visual effects supervisor and associate producer on the Motion Pictures 4K Director's Edition restoration. He's also co-host of Inglorious Trexperts and production designer of the Roddenberry Archives now. Welcome back, Darren Doctorman. I'm so glad to have you back. And you know what? When I read this, I thought of all the work that had gone into the Motion Picture 4Kng and Director's Editioning. And um, it's just fascinating to look at this memo now and look at who's involved and look at the date. What it's, do you think? It's truly fascinating, and it's it's good to be here again. Um, this is uh, this memo is bonkers because it's it, it has <laughs> it has all these uh, 
these little story bits and pieces that Roddenberry was still trying to figure out when they were merely a couple of months away from filming. Um, and of course, you know, the, the history of the movie was that uh, they never had a full script until uh, the yeah. very last minute. Um, but you can see that uh, I, I think a lot of these ideas came from Gene Roddenberry. Uh, that he would probably throw these out to just sort of uh, see what fish he would catch. And uh, it's really, it's, re it's really interesting. I, I can only throw imagine. Throw up against the memory wall to see what stuck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I can only imagine what the, uh, the guys from uh, Robert Abel and Associates, uh, uh, that's Con Pedersen, Richard Taylor, and Robert Abel, were thinking during this meeting. Because uh, they were, you know, they were very... Uh, connected in the development of the story because uh mm -hmm. gene and uh robert wise wanted to make sure that they were you know full partners in uh, creating this thing and uh, were relying on them to uh, provide some of the uh, interest in terms of the film visually yeah well let's set the table for a lot of our maybe our long, younger listeners because this was the big we are what we are nine months past the star wars revolution yeah the you know the jolt that not only audiences got but Hollywood too. Quick, let's find our sci-fi thing. Yeah. That's what got. That's what you know forced Paramount or led them to to pull up you know plans for the Phase Two TV series and go back to a motion picture and throw right. all the you know throw all the bucks at the screen. But they wind up with well, you talk about Robert Abel. Well, Robert, <laughs> Robert Abel and Associates was a very uh, a very impressive company. They had a huge. Uh, uh, history of doing amazing groundbreaking television commercials and they were on the cutting edge of uh, technology they were developing early uh, cg uh, work and uh, also uh, early uh, camera control uh, for shooting miniatures and uh, certainly their expertise at doing uh, backlit graphics animations on an animation stand was unmatched and uh, they had uh, a lot of experience doing streak photography and all sorts of effects for mainly uh, TV commercials. Yeah. I mean, my, my memory of this at the time even is I, those amazing, uh, you know, quasi-animated or, or rotoscope, whatever, the Levi's commercials yeah. and the 7-Up commercials. Yep, absolutely. They were amazing. Yeah. But I guess the key point here is a commercial is 30 seconds or 60 right. seconds. Right. <laughs> it's... Not a motion picture. It's not a motion picture. And the, uh, the uh, infrastructure that you need to generate uh, consistent images for a motion picture is uh, it's a big investment. And I think, uh, you know, for those who uh, don't know the, uh, the bottom line on this one, uh, the ABLE organization was m a mere eight or nine months away from actually being fired from the movie at this point. When this happened. Yeah. When this, exactly. yeah during this. Um, because they hadn't turned out any shots uh, because they were building that infrastructure. They were building cameras and they were building methods for making these shots. Uh, now, as to the question of were they ever able to provide, yeah, pun intended, able to provide uh, the, uh, the quality of work that was expected of them, I don't really know. It's a big question yeah. because they had big plans. They had very, uh, very uh, uh, interesting ideas of how to uh, do this. 
And uh, anyone who's ever seen the uh, concept art done by the Able Group um, knows that uh, this was, they were treating this very seriously. They were mm -hmm. treating it as a big motion picture, and they were going in directions that no one had before. Well, you've got a collision here between their, their love of the project, but mm -hmm. their self-awareness that this is their ticket to the big time. They're going to sure. leapfrog out of commercial world and get to motion pictures, and who could blame them? That's what you do. That's Absolutely. how companies grow. But at the same time, Paramount's already lost. And what are we? We're like two months out of the uh, the big press conference where they yeah. announced the motion. And this is so early, and yet the clock is ticking. This is so Paramount's, early, but it's really late. It's really <laughs> for late. Doing and this they're, kind of they're already discussion. locked into that theater yeah. deal with penalties on the studio if they don't deliver by that. It seems far off that December seventh yeah. date, and it but, but it's, it's still getting closer. And they're talking about inventing technology or develop doing the R and D, which yeah. I don't think. Paramount realized that's what they were doing, right? right. Well, it, and it's it's not even <laughs> this meeting is not about R and D of how to do the images. This right. is just figuring out what the heck Viger is. <laughs> we're back on the conception. We end don't of know. Things. No one knows what this is, and that's why they're here. It's yeah. not, and it, you know, it's and it's not. Uh, it's not our screenwriter Harold. <laughs> it's uh, it's. It's, it's our Gene, director and Robert Gene, Wise. Right. Yeah, right. Uh, they're they're uh, you know. Uh, putting forth this uh, big, uh, you know, uh, the answer, I don't know what the question is. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's amazing because they have some serious script problems where they don't know what's going on in the movie. So, and, and they're, they're relying on the uh, creativity of uh, uh, the able people at this point to help them figure that out. And it's the kind of thing where they start off, I mean, they have the big studio meeting where they make this pivot. And they decide to take the pilot for phase two, mm -hmm. you know, in thy image and make it the motion picture. But it's not that simple. I mean, in thy image, you know, Decker and Ilea survived to become recurring characters. Right. So you've, you've got a whole different, you know, locus here at oh, the end of the... Oh, and Spock yeah. isn't in it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> little, little problem there. Little thing there. And uh, right, right, right. And Zahn is. Yes. Um, I just, I still love the way that looks like a, a legal term, a legal firm at the top. So, <laughs> so what came, so where you say six months away from when things come to a head. And uh, they fire. Uh, more than that. Uh, like it, it's near the end of 78 when they, they have the, uh, the great uh, realization uh, <laughs> that uh, this may not happen. Um, mm -hmm. But it's, uh, it's, it's interesting because of the, because of the questions that, uh, that, Roddenberry is, is putting forth. Uh, if I can, I just want to read one of these little paragraphs here. Uh, oh, it's amazing. Yeah, as, as Gene Roddenberry, if, if that's okay. Um, oh, I was hoping we would find a way to do this, everybody. Darren Doctorman <laughs> as the great bird of the galaxy. You know, uh, it has many levels and generates creatures like the termites. It is physical like the Enterprise and uses energy fields like the Enterprise. It goes through... Scenes of evolutionary phases. There is meaning between images that have to do with light and material, like scarves. They're real, not projected. Now, Gene, what do you mean? <laughs> what, we're not going to shoot scarves and put these in your movie. What are you talking about? Hey, this makes that, no sense. We've done that on uh, Metamorphosis back in the Gene series. is up there yeah. in the clouds uh, dictating these, uh, <laughs> these edicts, and no one knows what the heck he's talking about. 
Um, I, you know, there, there's one thing to be a visionary. It's okay. Abel can't shoot it anyway yet. So. Well, you can't shoot anything because we don't know what we're shooting. You know, wait, I, I can I can go down to Bonwit Teller and pick out some nice scars for us. But, uh, you know, at this point, we don't know what you want. It's 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 so interesting that, you know, every yeah. everyone everyone threw Abel under the under the bus. Right. For uh, not delivering. Mm-hmm. But you know what? <laughs> There's a big question as to what were they asked to do? Uh, and from from notes from this meeting, it's completely arbitrary. No, I liked your highly technical term bonkers. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, look, it's 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 fair to say that uh, that I think uh Gene and uh, and Robert Wise went into this not fully knowing where they were headed. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. with a huge uh, multi-million dollar motion picture, you need to be a little more prepared than that. And, and, I, and the fate I of a was, studio. If the studio had had to pay those penalties, that... Oh, yeah. No, they, they, would have, they would have been knocked out of business. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as Charlie Bluthorn said, uh, you know, there will be a Star Trek The Motion Picture on December 7th, 1979, if it has to be filled with black leader. <laughs> he didn't care what it is as long yeah. as they delivered a thing called Star Trek, the motion picture. Right. In other words, there might not be a Paramount Pictures That's on December true. 8th. That's correct. Yeah. Well, you, you know, working on the, the director's edition, both <laughs> both eras and increasing in, in visual effects being your bailiwick, your, your share of the pie primarily. What, I mean... I, you had a lot of, I don't know if this archive was in the in the paperwork that you had. You had a lot of access to archives and things as you all work on the project, sure. all the aspects. So I don't know if you had access to this or if it would have helped. I've never seen this cult. No, <laughs> I, I've never seen this one. And I, 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 I thank the Lord was, because this yeah. wouldn't help anything. <laughs> um, it's, it's frankly amazing that there was actually a film that was released um, mm-hmm. based on something like this because... You know, pie in the sky thinking is one thing, and that's fine, but it should not happen, you know, within a month or so of starting to shoot. It's right. It's ludicrous. Well, you know, if we're going to be totally honest, after we've painted this picture completely now, you know, Abel and Associates was, well, thrown in the bus, whatever, but they were let go because yeah. of the collision of fantasy and reality here. The clock yep. is ticking. Yep. Um, but Gene is... Uh, he's they can't gene is not robert robert abel is not gene roddenberry yeah and he gets the famous you know demotion to executive consultant after this is well, over yeah. and there's a lot all kinds of face saving and posturing and all that but he doesn't go away because he's got the fan base and so the 80s movies right you know progress along as they do and then the big comeback with next generation for him anyway yeah yeah. So it's it's you know the, as you paint the picture here of the two side the two cons the two elements the two circles in the Venn diagram of what's the problem here, right? Uh, and what happened to one of the circles, and what happened to the other? Yeah, but, uh, it it this, it can't be it can't be put squarely on anyone's shoulders. Does anything in this strike you as as I don't want to say usable, but is like helpful? No, <laughs> I, I I've read through this like three or four times, and it's it is all sort of concept. You know, what mm-hmm. is it? Uh, but there's there's nothing there's certainly nothing of what does it look like how do we deal with it how do we relate to it uh, there's nothing of that 
and how do that's, we wrap our that's arms around the, it for a yeah. frame on a movie? How, <laughs> you know, how big is it? You know, there, there's a little talk about, well, what really is size anyway? Uh, you know, which is which is fascinating, but it doesn't help anything. It, it's this is like one of those this is like one of those meetings that you go to that is there so that you can have a meeting. It doesn't mm. it doesn't help anything. It doesn't assist anybody. It's it's just there to say, oh, well, we did have a meeting. So there, something should be solved from this. But it's uh, it's it's so uh, nebulous to, you know, <laughs> to discuss a cloud yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that uh, it's uh, it's very odd. And uh, discussions like this should have been happening, you know, six months previous. Right. Well, we do get to this penultimate paragraph here where they are talking about kind of what we recognize as I call it the Vedra Bowl, the Vedra right. Temple, whatever there, that the the internal sphere, six, three to six miles diameter, the center is like an island, which yeah. we're, you know, the, the altar here. That's that's the closest that we get to a mm-hmm. description of what may happen in the movie. And that's kind of the only, uh, you know, solid set when you come, which is the point, I know, but yeah. it's uh, that's it's fascinating. Well, it's fascinating. So did, have I left you? Um, I mean, the I, can I just say also while we're talking about it, the 4K, the the remastered, the director's edition. It was it was groundbreaking twenty years ago, and the one now I feel like, and I've told you know David, fine, we've had him as a guest. Sure. I've told everybody, Mike, the whole Mike Medicino, the whole team. I've said I feel like I'm just watching the motion picture for the first time. I feel like I'm watching the Vijer Temple scene at the end. For the first time. After That's what I'm years. most happy about is that it's, you know. it's giving people who may have uh, written it off uh, at the beginning or may have just uh, uh, heard it uh, put down as well. It's just one of the uh, odd numbered movies uh, that they're giving it another <laughs> look and realizing that it was, in fact, a new uh, transition of what Star Trek could be. Yeah. Well, with the visuals, with the with the ambient sound and audio and the relooping with the trims and the tighter editing, yeah. the color, I mean, all of that, I just, I basically say, even lovingly have we've chided it over the years. I dare anyone to come up with your old list of your, you know, your bullet points that you go to. Compare that with the current edition. It's yeah. like the, everything's disintegrated. Everything's gone away. You cannot say it's the big gray blue blob that kind of lumbers along. Yeah. No, there's color in it. I saw reds and pinks. Yeah, there are. <laughs> there are in there. They're in there. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and I think that people should just realize that now, at you know, when we're done with it, we realize that we only saw a rough cut back in 1979. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. the main story is that we we were fooled into thinking that is this all there is is there nothing more no there was and we're finally there and i'm very happy about that the motion picture adventure is just beginning indeed indeed thank you darren for coming by i knew you were the perfect person to talk about this with and and have your mind blown as we did uh but thanks for dropping by once again and loved it thank you The Trek Files is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment, and all of our documents and your chance to comment are available at facebook.com slash thetrekfiles. Now, for more deep diving of Star Trek behind the scenes, visit Dr. Trek in Portal 47. Okay, yeah, that's me, at larrynimacek.com. That's where you can also link in and see all of our new Trek Files swag and our shirts at our Tee Public shop, too. Trek well, everybody. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.